Welcome back, my little benches. It's Megan Tonjes. It's Keith Batista. And you're listening to Adventures in Roomating, a podcast where we're a couple of, of friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> we sound like little balloons that are being deflated of every friends. week. Of friends. <laughs> it's the official signal of the BBs. <laughs> I hate it. It's like I hate it. Um, I'm looking over. I got a little cup. I gotta give this to Sakara actually because he left his, so I'm gonna give him mine. Coffee I made hours ago. I went to a VR creator lab. Mm -hmm. I'm doing some VR videos with YouTube. You gonna make a VR video? I got a little 180 camera. Can I be your test audience? Sure. I don't even have the camera. I gotta get a 360 camera just so I can look at what it looks like. It's a lot. You need a 360, even though you're only doing 180. I'm doing 180, but apparently, what I've learned. This is what I've learned at VR camp. I didn't learn a lot, to be fair. Because um, I think it was a little disorganized and a Learned. lot of information, it a lot of information that make, they were talking about GPUs and shit. And I'm like, yeah. girl, come on, come down to my level. I talk about feelings. This yeah. is not how this works. But um, with a 360 camera, that's different than a 180 camera and why you should probably use both of them together. With 360, you can apparently somehow, I'm just going to describe it because I don't know how to do it, cut off. The sides to make it 180, sure. cut off one side. Sure, yeah, yeah. But when you have 360, then you can then you can actually go in and crop and and uh, um, stabilize certain things in a way that you can't with 180. It's kind of like mm. what you shoot, you get with 360. You have a little bit more opportunity to. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Things that I've learned. So you apparently, get a larger I need, canvas to apparently work need more fucking cameras. There's a camera called the EV360. I think that you can actually. Uh, it's, it snaps in half, and you can make it a 180 camera, but then you can undo it, and it's a 360 camera, mm -hmm. or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And there's an app, and so it might it's going to be easier because we're trying to figure out how we can view what we're shooting as we're shooting it. So to live monitor it, you have to get like a headset, and that's a whole fucking thing. But you could also just get this little EV360 or whatever, and you could put it right where the camera is to see how it kind of looks on your app on your phone before you shoot with the fancy camera. I don't know. I'm hiring someone else to do the majority of that thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to cry in the video and to be there emotionally supporting everybody. And also, I guess, to write essentially the script. I don't know. I've never done any of that shit before. So it's going to be fun. So it's like a short film. Yeah. I pitched four short. I pitched four VR 180 videos, all 180 seconds each. Oh, not bad. <clears throat> with we'll Margo? see. One's with Margo. Mm -hmm. One's with Michelle. Mm -hmm. That one's a little spooky story. It's mm -hmm. a little, it's a little who's in the apartment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. story. You got like a Ouija board right there. We There's no like Ouija seat, board. I'm not fucking bringing in, in Ouija, Ouija boards. Board? No, we're not doing no. demon shit like that. And then we got Ava, who's gonna dance. Mm -hmm. She sent me a text the other day. I love Ava. And then, and then me, who's gonna cry? All right. And they're all gonna connect with each other in some kind of way. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for it to be done. It's gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on YouTube. Um, the fun, the fun thing is that they give you a budget, but they only give you 30% of the budget. So you have to make it look like a hundred percent of the budget on 30% of the budget. And then you don't get the rest of it until you're done. It makes no sense. It makes no so sense. So then do you just pocket the rest of the budget? Oh, no, I'm gonna have to pay people. I'm just gonna have to explain pay to them, them why I can't pay them for three months. Mm. Yeah. Which is annoying. I'm not excited about that. Yeah. I mean. But it is what it is. We'll I make it happen. you just up front and be like, Hey, well, I'm going to get the money. Yeah. Three months from now. Yeah. That's what a lot of people in Invoice LA say. Me. Yeah. And I'll send it to you. What's up? That's what a lot of people in LA say. I'm going to pay you. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay you, I swear. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least you've got... Who's behind this? 
Google. Oh, yeah. So you got, you, you'll yeah, get Yeah, I'll get the money. You'll it's just money. you have an extra $14,000 to front. Not me. No. no. Not me. No, no, no. So, you know, little, little, little things like that, but ultimately very thankful. And if I get a new computer out of it, that will be really exciting. I'm getting the iPhone 11. Of course you are. Not the Pro. You're such a slut for iPhone. Just the 11. Went with product red. Okay. So some Not of my the forest green, which Keith wanted, but my, wasn't available on his some phone. Of, some of my some of that money will go to AIDS. Okay. Research. There you, you buy go. product red products. What they say? I think it's AIDS, right? I think or is so. it cancer? I think it's mm, AIDS. No, cancer would be pink. Or I HIV, imagine. I should say. <laughs> um, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Speaking of HIV, uh, Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye just came out. Is living with HIV. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, it's wild. I love it. How now we live in a world that has prep. Do you remember? We should all be on prep, but the panic and fear of HIV back in the nineties. Do you I, remember I, that? I remember it, but I wasn't like old enough to like, really understand it. Was just like it. prevalent everywhere. It was yeah. like the AIDS epidemic, the HIV epidemic. The mm-hmm. you know, and I was so young, I didn't quite understand. Yeah, I just knew that. Just felt like you turned and you People were going to get it. People got sick yeah. and they were dying from this disease. Well, they also used it. I didn't have to worry because I'm not a drug user. Well, but they also uh, but they also taught us that it was gay people and drug right, users right. that well, got that's what it. I was which at. Like, which like, it was very much propagandized to oh yeah they to demonized. scare us all out of sex or being gay mm-hmm. or using drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, when the reality is that a lot of straight women get an HIV, <laughs> a lot. So there's just, just a lot of misinformation. Just how many people were dying mm-hmm. versus today, and like mm-hmm. people are just living with it. Isn't this why people hate? Fucking is it Reagan or who? Reagan, whatever president was around at the time when the AIDS epidemic. I think it was Reagan when it, it started uh, in the eighties, yeah, right? I think I think people really uh, do not like him. I think it's very much like tied into. Um, I don't know if I'll have to look into it again. I'm uh, making up fan fiction, but I feel like. Something came out, maybe tapes, maybe something that referenced. It just became very clear that like people were essentially being left to die. Yeah. That it was kind of like, we don't need this population of people. Yeah. So we're not going to do any research. We're not going to give any medicine. We're going to make it completely unaffordable, unavailable. And I think there's a lot of anger There was because the of whole, that. it's a punishment from God, mm-hmm. you know, the whole religious sort of mm-hmm. impact of it. Yeah. Um, but it is just interesting to see... How it's a it is a disease now that you yeah. can live with. You can, yeah, and and they have prep and stuff, which makes it like virtually impossible to to spread it. To spread, yeah, it's, um, it's, because of if uh, again we need a better cool medical to see system, that kind of progress, a better medical system, so that people can afford the things that they need. But essentially, oh essentially, it's it's just something that you know you can you can live with. Did you see how Hass, um, Minaj's he spoke at Congress the other day about no. student loans. Uh, I maybe saw a little, a little tiny bit of it, oh, but I didn't just watch. Put it in such good terms. And watch the whole thing. Where it's like the cost of college has grown, mm-hmm. like something like you know, one hundred and ten percent over the past thirty years, mm-hmm. and wages have gone up like sixteen percent. And mm-hmm. he's like, "There's a paywall to the middle class now." Yeah, um, just this fantastic. Which is like, it's nuts that a comedian has to come and point that out because I feel like that I'm is so something smart. that consistently is being pointed out. That like wages have not grown, prices have. And the fact that like it's 
like that's just facts. But I don't understand. It's not because you know because you always hear from the right. You know, like no one's buying houses anymore. No one's having kids anymore. People yeah. are getting married later. Yeah, because like, we're not cause living we're, in the world that you we're fucking lazy, lived in. We're lazy oh and yeah, selfish, we're lazy. Right? Literally, if you put them at the at the age that we are, where we are with the conditions we have, they wouldn't be able to do a goddamn thing. They that would they did. be whining more than we would be. You whining. all paid like a thousand dollars for college and moved into a house that cost like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Okay. He, he Hassan went through and he was like picked out members of the by the body in front of him and was like, mm-hmm. you know, you went to school uh, in 75 and adjusted for inflation. Your tuition was $1,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Like adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. He's like, the average college now is $25,000 a year. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. crazy. But it's a problem. That yeah, it's a huge problem. It's not that we were... It's not that we're selfish. It's that we were kind of duped by these... We were double fucked. Um... Double fucked Oreos Predatory over here. sort of lending, you know, with all the loans and like how you're just like, in, you're going to be in And perpetuity. then I graduated in 2008, at the beginning of 2008, and then at the end of 2008, didn't the stock market fucking crash? Yeah. That's when everything was bottomed out, was like the end of 2008. And I remember being like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm living at home. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm already in a weird position with what I can do. Um, yeah. And he, he ended it with saying, why can't we treat our student loan borrow, borrowers like we treat our banks? You know, we bailed the fucking banks out, but mm-hmm. we can't. Honestly, why can't we treat our citizens like fucking people? Bail out our citizens? Isn't that the goddamn question? All these other countries that make it easier or cheaper to go to college and get an education because they understand that having an educated population is going to make us move even further That's it. in what we're doing. There are people in this country that do not want. Smart they don't. Wa- they don't want people that are educated. With their corporations. Because yeah, the more educated we become, the less that these little vultures yeah. can just pick and fuck right. around with us. And we, the, the people that are making a lot of money right now, do not want that shift. Yeah, it's not a world that wants us to be better, to get better, to yeah. be healthier, to be safe. And or what's to be worse smart. is that they've convinced the underprivileged people, whatever you want to call them, the poor sort of people that. That CEOs making an exorbitant amount of money more than the employees mm, is okay. Should be. That's how it should be. They should That's be. what because they eventually see themselves as being that. Like when I'm a CEO, yeah. Yeah. I'll be able to make that much more money. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Not and it's how like that works. it's wrong on two levels. Like yeah, so like morally, it's all about positioning. Everything's PR. Yeah, it's everything's PR. That's why we just need yeah educate. I think education is. I gotta get out of this fucking country. <laughs> I gotta go. Girl, I'm sorry. I gotta go anywhere else. Europe sounds wonderful. I, yeah. They take off for August. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. They have I sh- I was relatively so, better I was so close leave. to Canada, and I really wish my parents would have just, <laughs> just like, you know, pushed it. And, you, you know, know, Canada is not perfect. You know, nowhere is perfect. No, but... But mm, it is when we talk, better but in certain respects. Whenever I talk about the prices of what we deal with here... I feel like a lot of my Canadian followers are like, what the fuck? Or people even in the UK are like, how? I pay for my health care through my job. Yes. I pay somewhere between two to $300 a month mm-hmm. out of my paycheck for my health care. Mm-hmm. On top of that, whenever I go see a doctor, I have to pay a copay mm-hmm. anywhere from 10 to $30 depending on the And you have to meet a deductible doctor. before it'll even kick in. And then you have to meet a deductible before they really start paying for shit. It's a scam. And then they might not even cover the shit. Sneaky that they, things that they'll do where it's like I went to get an ENT to look at my throat and he uh-huh. looked inside. 
He's like, I could use this tool to look down your throat to see if there's anything going on like beyond the back of yeah, your throat. Yeah, you guys are asking like, okay, does insurance cover that though? And I didn't. I, why would I even think to add? I and you so I got charged it's... for him using a tool yeah. that my insurance did not want to fully cover. Yeah. Now imagine if you're. Why in a am pos- I paying for insurance? If and now imagine <laughs> if you're in a position where you're unconscious. And the hospital yeah. has to make decisions for you to, to get tests and things like that. And you can't ask that question or you're in pain. Yeah. I mean, I've, I just so recently... It's up and I don't know where to even begin. You know, they, they charge you money to um, hold your child after it's born to your skin. <sighs> <laughs> they, they charge you to, like, do everything with your... Like, to have the baby in the room with you, to fucking breastfeed... To everything, the healthcare industry—that is one of those industries. One. Knock it down. That wants, I think, to keep us stupid. Because the smarter we get, the more oh, we're realizing dead. how fucked mm-hmm. they're making us, mm-hmm. and how you know, my doctor. I went to see a travel doctor the other day, and he was like, "A rabies vaccine costs a thousand dollars in the United States." He was like, mm-hmm. "If you were in some like third world bucks. country or something," he was like, "You can get it for like twenty-five dollars, fifty tops." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how? Because there's no cap on how they can inflate. I'm surprised there aren't more doctors doctors, divesting from. I mean, I get it because they they make so much money. Yeah. And they're sort of in the pocket of a lot of these pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. But at some point it has to turn around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have to get. I hope that we're alive when it turns around because I can't do this shit. Off this weird, like. (laughs) Healthcare like, should not be. It's fucked up to be terrified business. of something happening to you because you might not be able to afford what it takes to just like keep you alive. Like I had so another example. I had to get some blood taken recently to see what immunizations I already have, mm-hmm. and I typically go so to. How do you do that? That's pretty cool. I typically go to uh, Quest. Now Quest mm-hmm. is like there's a bunch of them throughout the city, mm-hmm. probably the country, um, and I go to Quest because I know my insurance. I think pays more or covers more if I go to Quest. Mm-hmm. And so I told my, when my doctor was like, yeah, go get some blood taken. I was like, okay, do I need like a prescription for that? I usually go to Quest and they usually bring like a little piece of paper that says I need this test mm-hmm. done. And he was like, well, I highly recommend you stay within the UCLA because my doctor's in the UCLA mm-hmm. healthcare program, whatever. Um, he's like, it's highly recommend that you go to one of the UCLA sites so that, it, you know, it, it's quicker and it stays in the system more. And, and something like that. Yeah, and in my mind, I'm like... covered? Right. And I was like, in my mind, I was going to reply with, okay, thank you for your recommendation, but are you paying my bill? No? Yeah. Okay, so please give me the... Yeah, what's I ended the up going to the, the UCLA one. Um, oh, fuck, I had one more point. Getting ah, blood shit. I gave the blood immunizations. Quest. Quest. Yeah, and I don't know how much that's going to cost. But still, it's like... That's, that's another thing. The they thing won't tell you up front about. what it costs. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. When I went to the UCLA one, there was this whole thing I had to watch on an iPad for five minutes about how basically that they're looking for people to sort of donate their blood for research purposes. And so in addition to the test that I am there for, they would like to take another tube of blood so that they can anonymously give it to the UCLA research program mm-hmm. to research shit, okay. which I'm for like great, but still I just suspect that the reason he was so forceful mm-hmm. of it's making me go to the UCLA to the... thing was that he has some sort of quota that 
is mm-hmm. encouraged for him to like get people into this research mm-hmm. system, this program, you know, and I, that's a complete assumption on my part. I don't know if that's true, yeah. but still it, this but system probable. makes you paranoid enough to be like, I trust anybody. I want to do what I want to do, but my doctor's saying I should do something else. And mm-hmm. then I'm not sure entirely if my doctor's being forthcoming with everything. I mean, you know, even it's the fact just that like when up. they prescribe you drugs, you have to ask yourself, is this a drug that he actually thinks I should have? Or is this the newest pharmaceutical company that has mm-hmm. swooped them that they're trying to push this much? Because you go back six months later and it's not necessarily the same thing for the same thing. And they've moved on to something else. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, why is this? What? Yeah. How did this happen? And it's just I, not a great system. And I don't know the first thing about how to go about fixing any of this. I don't know yeah. at all. But I can what I can tell you is that it's highly stress inducing. Yeah. And confusing and intentionally confusing. Designed yeah. to confuse you so you just accept whatever. These little charges that you get once in a while, you know, it's just Yeah. And and the thing that my insurance also likes to do is like I have to pay for something first mm-hmm. and then they'll send me a check that I just then deposit into Fuck my own bank that. account. You know, so it's like it's trash healthcare. Um, now imagine if you're not able-bodied mm-hmm. or you have a lifelong disorder, you're mm-hmm. going to be medication for the rest of your life or anything, anything outside the realm of Chronic. like you're able to walk into a doctor's office and you're like in your mind able to like mm-hmm. fight for these things. Mm-hmm. Just imagine what that situation is. Like the fighting you have to do to just get seen and validated and like to believe that you're actually in pain and give you medication that actually works. And just the stress of all that. Because mm-hmm. we know, we now know it's not spooky humumbo jumbo. It The state of your mental health affects you physically, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a sick person and on top of being sick or, you know, someone who has a chronic issue, on top of that, you're dealing with mental health. all this mental health stress. That's going to negatively affect Mm-hmm. it's going to compound your issue, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like... And now add to it, you're financially unstable because mm-hmm. we live in a society that we're just not really paid to live. And to be made f- feel by some people that you're a worthless piece of shit for... Mm-hmm. Being sick. Needing healthcare. Mm-hmm. That sort of weird guilt that you might have, be like, oh, I'm getting government assistance, but there are people in this country who think because you're on the government assistance, you're a lazy piece of shit who's unworthy of of help, you know? There are people in this country that believe that if you're fat or you're anything else, you deserve whatever disease you get and you shouldn't be helped. That's know, not the kind of health care that we should have. Like, but, all of us are going to, at some point, get sick, get injured, and die. All of us, we're able-bodied for now. You know what I'm saying? But we're not all going to be that same place. So when we're sitting here and we're talking from a point of like, well, yeah, you, these people need this and blah, 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 and whatever, we're in a very privileged place to be like, yeah, because I feel good right now. I'm fine. But what happens when eventually you need accessibility mm-hmm. or you need these things and you have constructed and continued to participate in a world that made that impossible for other people because they were, it was other people mm-hmm. and now it's you. Mm-hmm. That's interesting you say that because there's a friend of mine whose father um, has issues um, and they're like not going away basically. And so he got to a point where he really needed... Um, some help, some financial mm-hmm. help. And I, th- I don't know what the program is. I want to say it's like a Medicare type program. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was of age because I feel like 
you know, that's more for older people, but still like he yeah, refused to do the government assistance mm-hmm. because like you said, he would look at people who took government assistance as lesser than, yeah. you know, people. Unworthy. Well, I respect the commitment to his, <laughs> to his belief system. Well, it's for like, the longest time, he, well, I wouldn't, he let wouldn't do it. do it. Yeah. And his whole family's like, just please do it. Like yeah. you can have a better life if you just do it, a better mm-hmm. sense of security and all that. And eventually mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. But still, it's crazy to me that like you could be not proud, but so conditioned conditioned that you won't even help yourself. Conditioned to, we fundamentally are taught to ask for help makes you weak. Yeah. To need help makes you less. And especially... And so it's no wonder why we treat other people the way we do. But also when you also have... You know, I'm getting government assistance. So that is everyone's tax money, right? Mm-hmm. There's that whole element of like, oh, I don't want my tax dollars mm-hmm. going to help some lazy piece of shit who doesn't know how to like, you know, get off a couch or something. You know what I want my tax dollars to do? I want my tax dollars to effectively be used so that none of us have to worry about if I get hit by a car, I can't afford the fucking ambulance. So I guess I'm going to die. You right, know, right. That's not a world to live in. Like it, it, what it does is it really sets up that if you're rich you have a better chance of surviving. And if you are poor, you are less than, and so you have a less chance of surviving. And for me, that's... Rightfully so so by some people. Yeah, and so (laughs) who... But in the same realm, it's like, okay, but how do you sit in this world and think, well, rich people naturally... That's like some predestination shit of like, well, because you are this, then you deserve this. But like all the people who have changed the world, the best artists, the most... We're all people, for the most part, that were like like had we're dealing with mental illness were poor um were whatever way we view being disadvantaged in whatever way during the time it's um there's just such a lack of empathy and like understanding that like no compassion the most worthwhile whether you believe in souls or not but like the people that are going to change the world aren't inherently just born rich yeah. That's just not how it works. And so if we're completely cutting off at the knee everyone that is just below a certain thing because they're lesser than and because whatever, we don't want to support that, you're getting rid of well, so many fucking incredible lives I, that need to be here. And I don't know how, because I understand that feeling of, well, I bust my ass and I work two jobs. Okay. To basically be able to be in a position where I can have healthcare, right? For argument's sake. And then, you know, so if I'm busting my ass and I'm working those two Mm -hmm. jobs and I'm putting in that time, Mm -hmm. why should someone else who like works part-time, who's sick, Mm -hmm. get free healthcare basically because Mm of, I work so hard. Why does that person get free? And I, and I understand that feeling, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's the right feeling. It doesn't make sense. Right. There's something... Why does this person get to coast? This person's in chronic pain and can't get up in the morning. They can only work th- 12 hours a week. Also, the goal would be you're I working. I just don't believe them. You're working two jobs and the majority of that, one of those jobs is just and to cover health care. They think. Why don't we live in a world where you don't have to bust your ass for health care? Right. You're, ta- yes, you're doing two jobs and the money you you're making. You should not have to be working two jobs. No, you right. shouldn't have to be working two jobs. But on top of that, if you were working two That's jobs. That's the real problem, yeah. The majority of that shouldn't be going to fucking health care that you may or may not be able to use. But they all, and on top of that, they're like, the two jobs that I do work, the taxes I pay on that mm-hmm. are going to help that other motherfucker who is. Okay, in their eyes, lazy. And the taxes I pay are going to schools that I don't have children in roads that I don't fucking drive on. Like, that's, it is what it is. 
Like that's part Welcome of Welcome to the nature of taxes. That's part of, God forbid, we all put in what we put in, and then a small portion of that goes to make everything better for all of us. Right. But like... But but what they don't understand is they can't see outside of themselves because it's so individualistic of like, well, mm. where I am right now doesn't need this. So, yeah, but your fucking family and your friends and people you care about do. Yeah. So it's like if the goal would be to even it out so that you don't have to bust your ass working two jobs, that you're able to not have to pay $400 a month for fucking health insurance for you and all of your fucking kids and your fr- whoever you're dependent on. And that money can go back into whatever it is you want to. But also, at the end of the day, if your kid breaks their fucking leg, you don't have to then worry about, like, should I get an ambulance? Can they use this tool? Should I do this surgery? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be $25,000 in debt just mm-hmm. because something happened to someone? So it's like, it's, it's very short-term here, thinking. And the fact that the prices here are so high, it's... The, it needs to be, there needs to be a major overhaul in You can that get system. the same care abroad, for a fraction oh my God. of the cost. It's incredible. And so it's clear that there's an abuse happening, mm-hmm. an abuse of the system and a, some sort of thing that's uh, it's unregulated. Yeah. And like, God forbid we set some laws to protect but because, citizens But it's because there are people becoming people. incredibly rich and those right. people are the ones that are Make funding politicians yep. that it, and it feeds back into this cycle Ugh, of like... It makes me how, angry. How, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying is like it's so infuriating. It's all connected. And every day, if you're not dealing with specific health issues, you really have to like count your fucking blessings because... That's why I like AOC. She doesn't take no money. She's like yeah. anti-lobby. I mean, I understand. Yeah, we need like a, a thousand AOCs. The need for lobbyists or like, I think lobbyists are okay, but there has to be mm-hmm. some sort of like the fact that like. There needs to be some sort of regulation. There's some sort of regulation or some sort of laws in only, place. Yeah. Like you can't, like if, if a lobbyist donates to your campaign and you end up winning and then you reward them by giving them like some sort yeah. of job in your administration, like that is not... <laughs> Well, Trump's trying to undo all that, make sure that happens. Oh my for sure. God! Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's wild to see how much he's just trying to like. And everything, and then undo. you look, and then, and then everything that you're looking at, you're like, this is a fucking distraction. And what is distraction from? Like every time something pops up in the news from the administration, or whatever, I'm like, what do they not want us to see right now, though? Because this is nuts. Oh, every time he does something stupid, he but there's something else. Does there's, something else. There's too. something else that's being kind of slid under. Yeah. And it's just not a good feeling to not to wake up and be able to not trust the country that you're in, to yeah. not trust it, fucking anything that's happening outside or within yourself because of what may happen in the world. And it's just a product of being born in a certain time. Yeah. And like, we're just still not, we still haven't figured it out. It's like, oh God, to be born a hundred years in the future. <laughs> like, God, I can't it's imagine. It's a weird time probably, we're in. These kids are going to live so much longer than us. This whole fake news, like, you're not sure what's real anymore. That's, that's an interesting... Mm-hmm time to, to be alive right now. Yeah. But um, you have people that don't want to jump onto that, that are scared of thinking it. that way. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know, girl. Maybe You know what? I'm not for space travel, but maybe I'm down to go to a different planet and start over. Just go to Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. Just live on a beach. Uh, chill with some monkeys. I just, you know, I pray that death is quick and... and, and <laughs> 
and then I don't see it coming. <laughs> and and uh, to not suffer because this life is suffering. Truly, listen. This is I'm gonna end this episode. We're gonna do more, girl. We're gonna we're gonna do a BBQ episode. We're getting we're stacking them up. Yeah, let's do Less it. Less work for I us. I have to take a bath and break after this. That's one, fine. Though. Of course, you need to pee. I want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon BBs. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/adventuresandroommating. This is where you can support the podcast. We super appreciate you for a dollar more per month. You get early episodes. You get little shout outs. You get our love and affection. I want to give a shout out to Brett New Dick Newman, who's sponsoring this episode and doesn't have anything to promote. Like, just loves us, just wants to be here for us. And Brett, I just appreciate you. So if there's anything you need to share or promote, you let us know. But in the meantime, we're just going to love on you and uh, and keep Keith from peeing on the way that he wants. More, it's more than pee, girl. We have... <laughs> <laughs> We have Andrew, why so sad, Shirey? We have Ricardo, um, you, you look like a little, uh, ba- you literally look like a little baby fox because you didn't upload your own profile photo, Brahas. We have Rachel, she's all that, Gregory. We have Sam, it's too much, Broder. And we have Priscilla, queen of the desert, Ramirez. And it's time for the tuckening. Just got a few of you. It's more lo-fi. I want to give a shout out to Sarah McCoy. I want to give a shout out to Kat Cotto. I want to give a shout out to Dean Downer. I want to give a shout out to Tessa Violet, the infamous Tessa Violet, who's on tour right now, I think. We also have Daniel Leonard, Teresa Morales, and Kate. Like Madonna, just Kate. And I want to give a shout out to one of our $1 BBs. And there's someone uh, on here called BB Girl. I want to give a shout out to BB Girl. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for showing up this month. Uh, You can find me Megan Todd on most things. Keith without a crew, pretty much everywhere. And uh, I feel like the last two episodes have been very informative about what we watch and what we fear. So (laughs) make sure that if you like the podcast, you rate and review, share it with a friend, bring a new BB into the family. We super appreciate you. And good night. And And goodbye. goodbye.